Welcome to Confessions of a Homemaker, a podcast where we discuss and unpack all the things in light of biblical truth. Hey, I'm your host, Haley Lindbergh. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to give a little preface clip. Um, I always listen to my episodes and then whatever I want to edit. I don't edit anything, so I that's why sometimes I do these little messages um, before we go straight to the into the episode um, because I don't I don't want to cut anything out. I want it to be a real um, conversation as if me and you were having coffee, right? So in the in this episode, the whole point that I'm trying to make that I pray that you walk away with is that our emotions need to be in submission to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, that we need to be fully submitted to the Lord in our emotions as well. So this episode is like my journey of when I, um, when the Lord pointed out to me that I was struggling with anger specifically in an area and how um, we are walking this out so together. So um, I hope you guys are encouraged, and I hope that it is a longer episode, so stick with me, and it is going to be awesome. Hello, hello, beautiful. How are you? Oh, I am having some quiet time. My sister took my kids to go pet puppies. (laughs) So I am home alone. I rested for a little bit and then I'm organizing a bookshelf and now I'm doing this. And then I'm going to go rest again before they get home. And then we have to go to gymnastics. So yeah, that's it. And yeah, we're just going to go right to it. So today we are going to be talking about anger in your motherhood. So if someone would have asked me, or even if they asked me now, if I'm an angry person, my answer would be no. I've never been an angry person. I've never struggled with anger. Um, anybody who like knew me growing up, like mainly what I struggled from was um, fear and anxiety and um, things like that. I didn't struggle with anger. But when I became a mom... That has been a very prominent, um, fleshly response that comes out of me. So, I'm going to rewind a little bit and kind of explain that whenever I had this, um, like epiphany, I guess. I mean, obviously it was the Lord because he's the one that pointed it out. So... Um, with my oldest, when I got, when I got pregnant, um, 
which this, I always, I feel like I always say this, but like, this is going to be a podcast episode, <laughs> but it is later. Um, but I'm just briefly touching on it bef- just to give some context to, um, where I believed the anger, um, the foundation of the anger came from. So I really feel like it, not in all theological pools, but there are certain pools in, um, in church culture that give you the, um, I wouldn't illusion. I wouldn't say false teaching, but I like an illusion that you have control over when and if you have children. So when I got married, obviously I knew I wanted to have children, obviously, but I was in 100% control of that was so, I thought, (laughs) um, I had a five-year plan. I wanted to be married for five years and then start either have my first baby at year five, or if we had not had children yet, start to, you know, try to conceive a baby. So, practicing birth control, doing all the things. And so when I found out I was pregnant, I was genuinely like shocked and what the heck, how did this happen? Um, I was very taken aback and just like, what in the world? So this is where I love how, like, I love how I can sit back now and, like, see all of the little strings that the Lord was pulling. Um, But at the time, I'm just giving you my mindset. So I was very, very, I mean, devastated, just devastated. Um, Cried. I mean, I don't really, I really fully didn't, like, grasp and accept the fact that I was pregnant until, like, my second ultrasound. Um, and it was just very, very hard for me. Now, in that point in my life, in that season of my life, I was in a very, very stressful place, a lot of family drama, so much stuff happening. And those things kind of took the joy out of, or potential joy of there being a baby. But at the time it was like, this is like not the time for me to be pregnant. This is such a burden. This is adding more to the stress and the worry and the this and the that. So all of the root of that is like distrust, right? Like I'm not trusting, I wasn't trusting the Lord fully. Um, and also this false illusion of I have control over certain things. So this was the first time looking back now that I have, my son's almost six. (laughs) So looking back now, this was the pivotal moment where the Lord was showing me that I struggle with control. So, and when my world goes out of control or, um, things don't go the way that I pre-planned or packaged or imagined or whatever, or had a plan, um, excuse me, my response is anger. Where as a little, as a little girl, it was anxiety. But as an adult, that turned into 
you know, it was maybe, maybe a little bit of anxiety, but the outcome, the physical reaction, the talking, like the outburst or the whatever became anger. So, um, you know, obviously I had my son and then I had really, really, really bad postpartum depression, um, which I, I'm going to also, once again, I'm going to do a podcast on that too. Um, and that's like just a whole thing. So we're just going to, I'm going to mention that, but I'm going to skip over it. So, um, when Elliot was about seven, six, seven months, I got help. I go started going to biblical counseling. I went back to my doctor and talked to him about how I was feeling and the intrusive thoughts and the, just everything that I was struggling with. And he, um, put me on, I asked if I could be put on medication. Um, and we researched and did the things of like what medication is best for me since I was nursing. And so I got on medication, going to biblical counseling regularly, being in the word. And, um, oh, honestly, also she kind of acted like a life coach because I was in this, this midst of learning how to be a homemaker, brand new wife. Um, we had been married for a year and a half, two years by the time I got pregnant. So still learning and growing and didn't know, didn't know anything. I went from living with parents to being married. So just got thrown into it. So, um, she kind of just helped me orchestrate my thoughts and do things. So then my father-in-law passed away and 30 days after my father-in-law passed away, I found out I was pregnant with, um, our daughter. So now, which was fine. Um, I was, I I was shocked at the timing. I mean, we knew we wanted, we said we were done, but if we were going to have any more biologically, then it would have to be soonish because I didn't want our kids to have a really big age gap. So I was thankful because they would be close in age, you know, get all the things done at one time. But, um, I was shocked at the timing because my father-in-law had just died. So, um, it was, that was a whole, whew, that was a season, let me tell you. So, um, in my marriage. (laughs) And, um, so I remember, you know, fast forward, I have the baby. So I have Elliot and Victoria and, um, Elliot had at the time, like we didn't know, like we didn't have a diagnosis yet for him, but at the time he was nonverbal. He was, he was nonverbal. He communicated, but he was mainly nonverbal. He had about five to six words. Um, me and dad could, could communicate with him fine, but, um, you know, and then we had just like abnormal things like him banging his head and, just whatever. So it was very, very stressful for me communication wise with him. Um, and then he also did like sensory things like, um, figured out how to open the pantry and then dumped an entire thing of oatmeal, you know, (laughs) oats. And I'm like nursing the baby and, you know, very, very stressful season of having a two-year-old and a newborn. So, I remember my mother-in-law and her friend invited me to, sorry, I have to, I'm building this because it's going, we're going somewhere. So from the moment I found out I was pregnant with Elliot, like just this, the, what the Lord was showing me was like, 
the lack of control I have and that I just need to trust him, that I need to follow him no matter what. And that ultimately he is the one that is control in control of all things and that he is trustworthy. So I'm walking in that, you know, but I was still struggling with, with anger and my mother-in-law and her friend invited me to do, um, having a merry spirit with them. And I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm, I'm cool. Joanna Weaver, I believe is the author. It's a really, really, really good study. And, um, it was on the week where she talks about, um, and she actually gives you a visual, like this is a fleshy heart. It was like Play-Doh. And then here's a stone heart and she was holding a rock. And she was, you know, asking you to ask, you know, asking you to self-reflect and also ask the Lord to search your heart of where, what areas are you not moldable? Where do you have a hard stony heart that is not moldable to the, to the spirit? And I was like, you know, so self-righteous at the time. I was like, nothing, everything's fine. (laughs) I don't have a hard heart on anything because I love Jesus. (laughs) It's just funny, guys. Like, oh, so hilarious. Anyway, so I like got so self-disciplined and I was like, I'm going to set an alarm. I'm going to get up before my kids. I'm going to get in the word. And this was whenever I was still very much living under the condemnation of you have to wake up every morning and have this like deliberate, quiet, intimate time with the Lord, which I wish someone would have just told me, honey, the season that you're in, spend time with the Lord at the breakfast table, open your Bible at the breakfast table, read it out loud to your children. Like that's the wisdom I wish would have been breathed into me and talked into me and over me, but I didn't. So it doesn't matter. I know that now moving on. So I woke up one morning at like four 30 and, um, which mind you, I'm getting up like three, four plus times a night to feed a newborn. And, um, our son, still is six years old and doesn't sleep through the night. And so I'm getting up with both my kids on and off. I'm nursing. I'm postpartum. I'm tired. I get up at 430 because I want to spend time with the Lord and do my Bible study. And I just remember having like this feeling of like, (sighs) I get to spend time with the Lord and do my Bible study. And in that like tranquil, like, yeah. I hear these little pitter-patter feet come down the hallway, and it's Elliot. And when I say instantly, I'm going to try not to get emotional, guys. I'm going to try, but I can't promise anything. Um, This anger, like, it's so hard to explain because I can't even believe that I felt it. But, like, you know, I'm in that moment of, like, okay, I'm doing my quiet time. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to read the word, and I'm going to write my Bible study. And then I hear these little tiny feet, and just immediately this boiling anger. I don't even know if it was anger at that point. I kind of feel like it was rage, (laughs) But, like, just this 
anger of like, why are you awake? Like, I just want to spend time with the Lord. I just want to be in the word alone by myself, uninterrupted. Like, so anyway, I just obviously shut my Bible and I very roughly picked Elliot up and I was like, why are you awake, buddy? Like, what is going on? And he was just wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and my day started right then and there. And I walked into the kitchen to make food and the Lord, like, I have very, very few moments where the Lord has deliberately spoken something to me and I know immediately it was him. Um, And if you've had this moment, you know what I'm talking about. He literally spoke to me and said, you are mad that I made you a mom. You are mad in this season of motherhood. Guys, even retelling that, I still, I like, I remember exactly that feeling of like, what do you mean, Lord? And what do you mean I'm mad that you've made me a mom? Like, I'm mad that he woke up. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not mad. And anyway, so, you know, a couple of weeks of really, really diving in in prayer and just asking and asking. You know, he knows, he knows our heart. And he knew my heart. And I was, I was so mad about being in the season of motherhood because I didn't get to pick when I got to be a mom. And it was just so neat because the Lord disciplines those who he loves, right? And I'm so, so thankful that he pointed that out to me because my children were still very, I'm sorry, I'm wiping tears. My kids were so very young that it was like, it's never too late to turn and and be obedient. It's never, it's never too late to turn and repent, to turn around, to be different, to change. It's never too late, but I am so thankful that it was when they were, you know, smaller. Um, because in that I got to work through all these things in the midst of the really hard trench years in that trench season. Um, and that the Lord was kind enough to me, kind enough to whisper that to me so he can change my heart. And actually motherhood now is one of my passions to talk about because of the Lord grabbing me and turning me around and growing me in this area and continuing to grow me in this area. So I hate the fact that I am a mom that struggles with anger. Um, if you talk to anyone who knows me closely, I have gotten so much better and it is only because of the Lord. Only. It is only him. 
Um, and I just wanted to, um, talk about just anger in our motherhood and why it is not something that is okay. It's not, it's just not, it's not okay. It's okay to be angry. Like Paul says, it's okay to be angry, but do not sin in your anger. Because of the anger, do not let that cause you to sin. And I, and I think that goes with any emotion. If you are um, excited and happy, do not allow that to let you sin. If you are, you know, experiencing lust or sexual arousal, you know, do not let that let you fall into sin. Like I think, um, and you know, being, I don't know, I'm trying to come up with a whole with, I mean, I think this literally, I think you can take an emotion place it in that scripture where anger is and then do not, you know, and do not sin. I think you can do that with anything. So, and that's in Ephesians four, if you're wanting to go look that up. Um, some other verses I want to read is James one, 20, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Ecclesiastes 7, 9, be, be not quick in your spirit to become angry for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Philippians 4, 5, let your gentleness be known to all men and the Lord, the Lord is at hand. So I think motherhood is one of the most you know, next to marriage, the most sanctifying seasons, experiences, something that we're going to walk in our life, um, as Christian women. And I think if we, because we can allow the Lord not to sanctify us if we don't want to partner with him, if we just want to make excuses of our sin, Um, we can totally, I mean, like my heart response could have been like, yeah, I'm angry and I don't care. Like I could have totally have not listened. I could have totally not listened to the Holy Spirit. I could have grieved him. I could have just turned, you know, been like, nope, I'm allowed to feel my feelings and I'm just not ready to deal with that right now. Um, you know, we have, we have a choice. We partner with the Lord in our sanctification. We still have to obey when he points things So I am pointing out, my dear sister, that anger in our motherhood is not okay. So there was this quote that I want to read that was very thought-provoking and it was very helpful. And I was like, yes. So it says, no matter how many people tell you that they yell at their children, don't allow others to cause you to feel better about doing it. You won't tolerate a stranger yelling at your child, so be careful not to tolerate your own anger outbursts. And I would just, I would even go beyond that. Like, if you tell your kids to shut up or um, fly off the handle, like, sometimes I've just flown off the handle not even said words. I just start screaming like, nah! like, you know, um, I think, especially like with our mom friends too, um, 
And you guys know what I'm talking about. You have that maybe one or two friends that you tell everything and they know very intimate things about you that other people don't know. And they sometimes will help you. They will justify it even though it's not right. So, you know, pray that your friends would be very um, mindful of to point out your sin in in a in a very merciful way in a very grace-filled loving way of like you know I understand that you lost your temper but I have a friend who's so good at doing this you know but you've sinned against your children like you lost control and you like you need to repent like you need to go before the Lord and ask you know how do I make this right I'm so sorry why did I do this again? Like Romans seven, like, why did I do this again? And, and I think that's something we have to be really, 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 really good at, but don't allow others to cause you to feel better about doing it. Um, because that's what we want to do with our sin. We want to justify our sin, period whatever the sin is, we want to justify it. Um, you know, well, they did this, this, and this, and I have the right to be mad. Um, well, yes and no, you know, I mean, you can evaluate your heart on that. What's your heart posture on it? Um, another thing that I, that the Lord really got me early. I don't think it was early enough, but I think that was just the hardness of, of my heart, um, was disciplining my children in anger that one was huge. So I had to go through a journey of not disciplining my children when I was angry. So not delaying discipline, not delaying correction or a teaching moment, but just realizing that like I am too angry to to handle this right now because if I handle it it's going to be sin like I'm going to handle it wrong I'm not going to be level-headed I'm not going to be you know operating out of self-control or kindness like I'm just not like I'm I'm just it's bad so um and I think that's something important is like are you disciplining out of anger um for me I was convicted of that I for me in my motherhood I don't think that that's okay Um, and I think whenever we have friendships that come alongside us or husbands that come alongside us and, and rub our back and give us a hug and like, it's okay. Everybody has a hard day. And, um, and then we're unrepentant or we just are like, or we go to bed crying and we feel bad, but then we wake up and do the same thing the next day. You know, did you pray about it? Did you bring it to the Lord? Did you go apologize to your children? Did you, did you very specifically repent? to them and confess to them very specifically what you did not just mom got angry no very specific like I am sorry that I said x y and z or I am sorry that I did this out of anger toward you like that's what it is is your children are your neighbor you you are not you know like are you loving your neighbor are you thinking your neighbor is better than yourself are you how does that make sense? Anyway, I'm rambling now. So I think this is something 
that a lot of moms struggle with. And I don't, I think women are getting better about talking about things, but there are still some things that like they're embarrassed to talk about. Um, one, uh, a book that was really helpful on for me with this, obviously scripture, um, but it's called Triggers. Um, I still haven't finished it, but I've read a couple of chapters and it's really, really good. Um, Wendy Swope. No, it's not Wendy Swope. I don't remember who writes it, but anyway, the book's called Triggers. And, um, and it's about what triggers us to get angry toward our children. So my major, which, and the Lord showed me this, my major, um, button that gets pushed for me to lose control or to just surefire way to like immediately get me angry is when I feel like my children are not listening. So they're not being, you know, they're not listening to me. They're being disobedient or like a lack of control over them. So like, I cannot make them listen. Does that make sense? Like, I want you to do it now. Um, or, pick up your shoes now. Um, and it really is. I, and for me, like I have to balance it out. Like, is this age appropriate? Do I need to be giving more grace? Like, yes, I need to expect them to be obedient, to listen, to do what they're told. But like, um, how can this be more age? How can this be geared more age appropriate? Um, or if this tactic or thing of discipline isn't working, um, do we need to try something else? Because I think discipline with kids is like individual, like per individual, like how how they process correction and um, learning new things. So, um, that was just a huge one, a huge area of sanctification for me was that, you know, the lack of control makes me struggle with anger. My response of lack of control, my response is anger. And because of that, I can sin very easily, very quickly, and horribly, um, horribly devastating. And, and I think whenever we have a heart for the Lord, we are repentant and we see the destruction of anger and we're just like, where did this come from? And for me, this has been a really hard thing for me to process through because I never thought I would be that mom. Like everyone knows that mom. Like, um, I never thought that I would be a mom that struggled with being angry. I really, I did not, I did not see that coming, but you know who did? he, he knew it. Um, and he does, and he knows it and he knew it and he has the solution and he has, um, the things that he wants me to do to be better and grow and shift in that. Um, and also another, another thing I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day when we got my son's diagnosis, which is pretty new. Um, and now I'm having a lot of like reflection and I'm looking back and I'm like, this makes so much sense why he did X, Y, Z or why he does X, Y, Z. 
So I'm not making excuses for him, but it is allowing me to parent in a way that's best for him and our relationship. So, um, and just having to ask the Lord to forgive me and to, um, accept his forgiveness and accept his grace that has covered my mothering mistakes. And I think that that's, that one is really hard for me of that when I've asked forgiveness and he's taken it away to not keep picking it back up and mulling over. Um, you know, when I've come to him and I've asked for forgiveness and I've confessed and he, and he cleanses me of that. And then I go to my children and I apologize very specific and I repent that that that's done. Like I don't talk about it anymore, but sometimes in the back of my mind, um, I want to pick it back up. And so my encouragement to you is, is this, if this is something that you struggle with, whether it's occasional outbursts or if it's yelling or if it is uh, an ag- aggravation or just being rude, not being gentle or kind towards your children, I suggest reading God's word on how to love and, you know, dig in, maybe do some word study. Like what is gentleness? What is kindness? Um, study anger as a whole. Um, you know, through the whole council of scripture, Genesis through Revelation, like study, study anger and why, why God sees anger as a foolish thing. Um, and sometimes there is a holy anger, but the, I'm not talking about that. Um, I'm talking about anger that's destructive and that our emotions are good, that the Lord gave us emotions, but he also gave us his word to sift through the emotions because our emotions are not to control us. They're not to drive us and they are not truth, but they're helpful. Um, but we always need to go to the word to sift through and to check our, to check ourselves, to check our motive, to check, um, where does this fit in? in my, in my Christian life? How do I, you know, very practical theology, like, okay, I'm struggling with anger. This is what, this is what scripture says about anger and Lord help me grow in this area. Um, you know, like just yesterday I like had a, a freaking like mouthing off fit because I got in my car (laughs) to go to Bible study and it smelled like cat pee. Like I don't understand. And, And I feel like, That's what the Lord's trying to produce in us is, is how our response to things, how we respond to things that don't go our way or don't go according to plan or suffering that comes our way or trial. Like we are working these things out with the Holy Spirit to grow and to be more Christ-like. So in our motherhood, that's one of the things that we have the privilege of doing is that the Lord is using this season to grow and mature us into more Christ-likeness, that he is using this on our journey to holiness, that he's using these things to produce in us faith and character and perseverance and endurance. Like he's deliberately doing things 
and allowing things and pointing things out because I don't think God allows you to sin, but you know, we have a flesh nature. So like I'm struggling with anger. I do, you know, I do this, this, this in anger, but he is kind enough to point it out because he wants to pull that impurity out of you to refine your faith. And we know that, you know, like gold, the fine, the gold refining process that it has to be melted, banged, all of these things have to be drawn out of the metal for the pure gold to come to be um, presented. And that's, that's what sanctification is. We're walking, we're walking out our salvation. We're learning how to live a godly life and everything that we need for godly living and holiness is all in God's word. It says that in second Peter, everything we need for godly living is in the word. So if you are a mom that struggles with anger, just know you are not alone. I'm in it with you. I'm being refined. I'm being changed. I'm being challenged. And this is something that the Lord wants to partner with you to mature you, to grow you, to be dependent on him in this area and to learn how to um, live differently and to hand this over to him and to trust that he will mold this for his, for your good and for his glory and for your children's best. So I hope this is encouraging and I will get off here. Thank you for joining me for this conversation. I hope that it blessed you. I hope it encouraged you and I hope that it causes you to persevere and endure and grow. And I want you to do me a favor. If you are digging this podcast I would love if you would subscribe, follow, share it with a friend, write a review, go find me on social media, and thank you so much for your support.